Hello, my friend. Are you ready to have more clients? I'm your host, Debbie Shattuck. I am a master at building businesses. I can help you get more clients with super simple strategies. Plus, I can help you with a mindset so you can overcome the drama and the doubt. Let's get started. Welcome to the Women's Business Success Show. Today, I'm going to be talking to Nola Gephardt. She is another one of my coaches that I work with. And I want to be talking about kind of the thoughts that she had about becoming a life coach. We're going to talk specifically today about the marketing that attracted her to coaching. And the reason why I want to talk about that is because chances are whatever attracted her to coaching is also probably what attracted you to coaching. And this is a clue for you in your business to think about your marketing. I also want to talk about the inspiration for her business, and she'll share about that a little bit. She actually coaches moms who really want to find a purpose beyond parenting. We'll talk about that too. And then just about overcoming any fear. And I don't know that she had fear, but whatever fear there was to start her business. So Nola, tell us a little bit about you and about your coaching Okay. So I am a mom of four kids and they're getting to the point of being grown and flown. They're 23, 21, 18, and 16. I was on a kind of a journey for many years without really even realizing the journey that I was on of figuring out my next. I knew that I was feeling like all of my kids were heading out. They didn't need me like they used to. They, I was a stay-at-home mom, although I did, you know, as a CrossFit coach and on things on the side, I really didn't have a career. I'd given that up when my oldest was was born pretty much. And so I was trying to kind of figure out what the next chapter of my life is going to look like because I felt very lost. I felt very untethered. Although, you know, I love my husband, I love my kids. I knew that there was going to be some a need for me to get out into the world and contribute in some way, whether it was financially or whether it was just volunteering. A series of things happened within the, my our family with illnesses and things like that. And I realized even more acutely that I really truly needed to figure this out. I had done a lot of exploration as to what really makes me happy. My husband had asked me a question, which was very benign of like, what's your goal? What makes you happy? Like just simple, simple questions like that. And they were really soul crushing because I couldn't answer what made me happy beyond my four kids. Like, what do you really want? I don't know what I really wanted. So anyway, that was my journey. I came to life coaching because it was a way to help people, which is one of the things that drives me. And it was something that really interests me. The human mind has always been something that has ignited you know, an interest in me. I've done a lot of reading on that subject. I actually found the life coach through in two different ways, but the more pertinent one here is through Brooke's podcast. The podcast kind of captured my imagination and some of the things that she said that I felt like I had sort of a laser beam on my forehead of like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. Then I started doing this deep dive. I'm kind of a researcher by nature. I did a deep dive into all the different schools and how many different ways I could get certified in all the different things. And kept on coming back to the school. That's sort of how I got myself into being certified with the Life Coach School and my journey to get there. So the podcast was actually useful to you. You you feel like it really made some transformation for you. Yeah, I think I needed to verbally hear it more than just see the website. So for me, it was really, really captivating. It was, and then I then I could start doing my, you know 
deep dive into, okay, what, what, how do you do this? And how do you do that on these different schools and how much time and how much money and how much energy and effort do you put towards these things? But I needed, I needed my imagination captivated. And for me, that was the podcast. From a marketing point of view, you guys, I think Nella's making an interesting point here. And I hear this back about this podcast is people tell me that because they can hear my voice and they're not just reading, you know, like Nola said, words from a website or something, they message me separately and say, oh my gosh, it's like, you're so passionate about it. We can feel it when you're pleading with us, come on, you guys, please. This is so much easier. And that must be kind of what you're saying is that you heard some things that specifically resonated because Brooke was passionate about it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why my, one of my big goals this year is to get a podcast up because Mm -hmm. although I'm writing a blog and it has been well-received, I know that not, not everybody is going to take the time to read that, but you know, you're in your car, you're in the pickup lane, especially moms, you're in the pickup lane, you're in your car a lot. You know, I call it the to and from years you know, you're dropping off and picking up before your kids have licenses. That's a great opportunity. Or you're going for a walk, you're walking your dog, whatever it is, it's a great opportunity to just plug into something that gets your brain stimulated. And I definitely want to offer that to, you know, my population and my clients. Yeah. And I just want to tell you guys, I want to encourage you to just start a podcast and not even know how to do it. Truthfully, you don't have to be perfect from the beginning And the only way that you get better is by just doing it. And so I would really encourage you to figure out the very basic things that you need to do about starting a podcast, which Jennifer and I have talked about, you know, where do you host it and about a microphone and about a little bit of layout and those kind of things. And there, there of course is strategy, but I'm telling you, if you just start on some of these things, you'll make an impact. And if we go back and look at the 400 podcasts I think she's at 400 and something episode Brooke is of a life coach school. We go back and listen. You can hear the evolution of it, but everything she has to say along the way is still valuable. Yeah, definitely. It's on my, I'm, I'm doing a little research now and, you know, like Debbie had, had told me where to look and how to get myself kind of up and running. So that has been, it's on my calendar every week to do kind of chip away at one more piece of it. I do intend to get that up. Like that is absolutely something I'm going to do. I have no doubt. But I want to mention too, that one of the things that Nola just said, if I gave you her opening line, which she helps moms find purpose beyond parenting. And she said that she was trying to figure out what her next was. And she helps people figure out what their next is beyond children, beyond being a parent, what's outside of that. And knowing that target message, just like that, that specific message and her target audience, I should say, is moms who have children. And it sounds like maybe children that are getting ready to quote, leave the nest that will actually really help her when she creates that podcast because she, anybody that hears that message, if you're a mom that's trying to find out what's next after parenting, will instantly know that the podcast is for them. So you've done a great job of figuring that part out for sure. Oh, my niche, niche drama was, was real. It was legit. Yeah. <laughs> I think we worked on that when I first came to you, Debbie, I've just sort of, I had all of these different like fingers that I wasn't willing to just like loosen my grasp on. And what really happened is as I get client after client, although they may come to me for one thing, we work on so many things because a mom who's trying to figure it out is also struggling with self-worth or with weight or with relationships or with whatever it may be. And a lot of those things are what's really actually holding them back. Although, you know, I've niched down and I found my 
avatar, I'll call it, greatly due to you helping me niche that down. If you don't necessarily go to the coach for one specific thing, although you go there for that, so many other things open up as you're coming to a place of honesty with yourself. So true. And that is the fear that most people have, including me. I mean, I have the same thing sometimes when it comes to business and I try to tell people what I'm going to help them or what I'm going to do with them. You know, they don't know what they don't know that we need to do. So they come in because they want to get more clients. And then if I told them all that we needed to do to do that, sometimes they might be like, wait a minute, I don't actually want this, this, or this. Same way with those moms. They come in for something and you are right. Actually, you get to coach them. You didn't have to decide if you wanted to coach on weight loss or or over drinking or, you know, all the things fit under that container because they come and they don't even know what they don't know that they need. Yes. Yes. So it's so great. So tell me about your thoughts about starting a business when you came through certification and you thought I'm going to start a business. What was your expectation or your sort of idea about how that was going to be? And I know that you have a business background. When I finished certification, I had no intention of starting my own business. (laughs) I wanted to just go work for the Life Coach School. I have been very fortunate to be hired by the Life Coach School, but I also wanted, and they're wonderful in that they allow you to have your own business. I decided that I was going to get that going while I was kind of waiting for everything to ramp up with the Life Coach School. And I have found, honestly, I, I came out of the, with, when I decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start a business. I was literally kind of grasping at straws and not really having any clear idea. I was trying this and trying that. And it wasn't organized. It wasn't, my mind was kind of, I, I wasn't, I was kind of letting a lion out of the den and then it was running around like wild in the jungle, but there was no way to tame it. And that's when I found you, Debbie. And that's when I was like, okay. I know that I want to do this. I know that I'm not afraid to do this, but I have no idea how. And you were like the mana from heaven of like, here's the how. You know, I can I can help you with the how. At the Life Coach School, I had my my biggest hurdle was overcoming my fear of failure. I think when I graduated, I have failed so many times and so epically in front of all of these people that that fear no longer held me captive. But for a very long time, all of my life, really, that fear had kept me playing small. Once I laid that mantle down, all of a sudden starting a business didn't seem scary at all. It's like, okay, if I fail, I fail. I'll try something else. And if Debbie tells me to do that and I figure out how to do that and it doesn't work, that's okay. I'll figure out why it didn't work. And all of those things, the fear of failure was a real thing, for sure a real thing when I came to the school, but it wasn't a real thing by the time that I graduated. It was more of, I needed help with the how. That's awesome. Yeah. I think one thing people don't think about when they start their business and I always hate to be the the bearer of the truth is that not not everything is going to work. And we hear that you have to fail, you know, along the way. And it's like, okay, whatever. I don't want to fail along the way. That doesn't even make sense. But it is true that your business, just like you evolved as a coach and sort of work through things, your business is the same way too. You put out a message, you start coaching somebody and or coaching many people. In your case, you have a lot of clients, but you start coaching and then you your business ideas evolve as they go too. So you're making a few shifts and then you go out and market. And as soon as you do something, almost not until you do it, do you see that there could be a different way? I mean, it helps when you have a coach look at it too, but I mean, even yourself, you guys, until you do 
Don't you think that's the case for you too, Nola, that you've got to get it done. And then it's like, oh, wait, I could change this. Yeah, you've got to excavate. I mean, you really do. Like I started a, a blog and I just made a simple, simple spreadsheet on Excel of like how many people opened it, how many people have read it, how many people click through. And it gives me an idea of what actually resonated. And I also have gotten feedback from that. So I know that even if not everybody is, it's resonating with, at least it's resonating with a good number of people. I also have tried other things. And when I've started to really excavate them, I know that they were really epic failures. Then I need to figure out, okay, why? Is this just not a good platform for me? Is this not a good way for me? Or is this just not, I didn't do it well. I didn't give it my all. I didn't manage my mind before I went into it or whatever the case may have been. I think it's really important. If you just keep flailing and keep kind of throwing darts and hoping one of them will land without realizing why those darts are not landing, then I think you're missing a huge opportunity And I think you also will wind up getting into your own head of like, see, I keep failing, I keep failing, I keep failing. But if you figure out, okay, why are you failing? Then all of that mind garbage doesn't have to be there because you become more of an, you know, a learner than a failure. Like that shift happens. Okay. I'm just learning. I'm not failing. I'm just learning. And that's an important shift. Yeah. The analytics that she's doing on her email, which is not a big deal, you guys. I mean, it does take a little bit of extra time, but just that small step in having something documented so that you know what is working and what's not working. So you can actually, you know, separate the the thoughts, the story from the facts, the circumstance. When you have those numbers down like that, then it really is a circumstance. And then the thought, of course, what you have about it. But yeah, that's very helpful to look at the facts. I know I often have many clients who say I've done or, or new people I've talked to, I should say that say I've tried everything. And it's like, well, what have you tried? You know, how many times have you done this or how many? And it's sort of some of the things that you do in business feel so big. You forget it's only one action or only one step. So that's good that you're you're documenting that for sure. Yeah. And it's interesting that just that statement, like I've tried everything I've I've offered that in my own head. And then I was like, wait, OK, let's talk about this. What is everything? Yeah, have right. It's done everything Uh-huh. because <laughs> there's so many things. I really haven't done everything. I just feel like that because my, you know, maybe I just lost a client or maybe I just, you know, whatever it may have Mm -hmm. been. So I've tried everything and here I, no, I haven't tried everything. That's just what my brain's offering me because I'm, you know, just experienced maybe a fail. Okay. Well, why, why did I fail? Is then the next question. Well, I know when it comes to marketing, I know in our group coaching, we've talked about like all the places that you could actually market your business as you're listening to this podcast to find some of your girlfriends and get together and think of all the places that you guys could market your business because Nola has ideas that are different than one of my other girls. That's different than me. That's different than somebody else. And Truthfully, you guys, there are so many places to market your business. So Nola is not crazy about marketing her business on social media, and that's okay too. So talk about that a little bit and how you found some other avenues to market your business. So I am not a social media person, although I guess a podcast technically is social media. Right. Do that. <laughs> but in terms of Facebook and Instagram and, and all of that sort of things, I'm not a social media person. And largely it comes from my belief with my own children is I hate it for them. It hates a very strong word, but I dislike it for them. They are all on social media 
And our statement in our house is always like, hey, here and now, because they can easily get sucked into all the fun things that are happening on their screen and miss out on the family time that's right in front of them. So for me, it feels almost hypocritical to then be so focused. And I know that's a story. I'm totally telling myself that story. I recognize that I could do this in a way of just get like Debbie has offered that you could schedule it. And there's absolutely ways, but I am not personally not a fan of social media. It's just not what I want for my business. And I know that that creates an instant blockade where there didn't, doesn't need to be. I know that it slows down my growth. I know I'm fully conscious of all of the, the bumpers I'm actually putting on my business by doing that. But I've chosen that that's what I want to do. Down the road, maybe I'll choose differently. But for today, I've chosen that's what I want to do. And I like my decision and I like my reasons for why. I have sent out an email, which was actually a big step for me, which was one of the first things Debbie had me do. And that was sort of a band-aid that got ripped off because again, it felt very exposed, but I sent out that email and, and then I started that email now goes onto my, my website as well. So it's a blog in my website. So it kind of, I do both at the same time and that has been well received. I've actually gotten two clients from that, which was, has been great. It's hard because it's soul bearing, but it's also a great outlet if you like to write, which I do. So I've done that. I've gone to a couple different services and signed up with them. I've also spoken at and taught a class for a friend of mine who owns a holistic business. And so I did a, a whole mindset for her a sales team. I've done an event at, at church. I have spoken to a women's group and I've got a couple other things that I'm exploring and I've also just recently joined a, a meetup, if you will. I think that that's what it's called, a meetup locally here in Nashville. That'll be an interesting, I haven't yet gone to one, so I can't speak to whether it's productive for me or not. I'm getting myself out there in a different way. I also was a lacrosse coach for several years and I've gotten clients kind of through just being out in the community and pretty visible. Yeah, the important part there is you guys, and Nola is a client, so it's like, I want to help make sure she gets results. And if social media was not her thing, all right, then we have to find another way. And she has found some other ways to make that happen because people just don't come just because you have a website. In fact, probably which a website is 100% necessary and is required to do this. It really is, you guys. But probably not very many people are visiting websites, uh, especially in the beginning stage, because according to Google, you can't even really be found. It takes a while before the content that she's producing on her website, essentially the blog, does help her get found. But truthfully, you guys, with a blog, you have to have hundreds of blogs before you begin to get found by Google. So her doing these you know, speaking things and essentially networking is another way to be doing that. So for whatever way it works for you is okay. But just be honest with yourself about what you're willing to do. And then let's find, or you find a way around that, that will keep you out there consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really appreciative because I know that social media is, I don't want to say the easy answer because it's not easy, but it's the more obvious answer. Yeah. And you were willing to work with me and not, you know, insist that that had to be done. And that was helpful to me. And I know that it was, you know, most people probably don't have the aversion that I do to it. So um, I don't know. Most people don't like social media. Nola. Most of the people that are our age and I'm older than you, but that most people really feel exposed and feel like everybody's looking at them. And it's, it's sort of hard to get past that, honestly. So 
as Nola said, one of the things I talk about is scheduling your social media out in advance so that it's not on your mind all the time. Mine's scheduled out so far that people will say, oh, your post. And I'm like, I don't even know what I posted because I posted it a month ago because I don't want to be in the midst of it either. So even with Nola's newsletters, there is a plan that goes in advance of what what is going to be the next four next years. You have the next year, don't you? Newsletters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that I feel like is important in what I teach on is that if we have some kind of plan in place, and it's very simple, it was not hard to come up with that plan. I haven't actually seen it in writing, but I know that she did it because we talked about it. But when you have a plan in place, that just changes the way you market your business, because it's not like, what am I going to do? It's like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. There's not a question of, what is it? It's like, no, this is what I'm going to do. So it's a great way to direct that bratty brain. So tell me what your feeling is about your business today. I don't know if you've been in business six months, maybe not, you've been in business less than six months, probably yeah, since fall. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. I mean, I'm excited about the business. I'm excited about where I started and where I am today. I love my clients. I've had some amazing, amazing clients. So incredibly blessed by that. I feel like I've learned so much. I feel like I've grown as a person and obviously I've grown as a business. It's an exciting time. It's a very exciting time. I have no regrets whatsoever for kind of ripping off band-aids and being like, all right, what do I have to lose? A little bit of, you know, it's, it's all that, a little bit of shame. Well, yeah. it's really shame. It's just a feeling, a little bit of like fear of failure. Okay. That's just a feeling too. When you would like start hammering down and instead I get to step into the life that I actually want to be living. And so the trade-off is all worth it. Yeah. And you know, Nola, I know that you are like most people and that you want to coach. That's what you want to do. And in order to be a coach, (laughs) you have to consistently put yourself out there. You have to be doing these, these uncomfortable things. And I will say what I notice is that about, and, and with my own business, with about six months in of consistent action, it's like your business blooms. It's like you had, it was a seed and you fertilized it and you like, it looks like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden there's a bloom there and you can see like, oh, I did produce something sort of when you least expect it. But I think most people consistently, and I'm talking about weekly action, you guys daily thinking about it, not thinking, but doing, doing the steps, they miss that part. And so their business doesn't bloom for a long time. Yeah. But you've been able to do that consistently, which is super, super great. Yeah. And it's kind of not letting yourself off the hook. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, to live in the, I don't know, or live in the confusion. And I think the best gift I gave myself, honestly, I mean, truthfully, not just because we're on this podcast, but was the gift of you, of hiring you, and saying, okay, I'm going to invest in my business and I'm not going to invest in another thing. I'm not going to go to more school. I'm not going to go to more education. I'm going to invest right here in Debbie and, and get my business up and going. And that was one of the best gifts I've given myself because it gave me, I don't know that it gave me the confidence, it gave me the how, the how of like, okay, where do I get started here? And someone to just sort of say, okay, here's, you know, here's what you do with the email. Here's what you, you know, and here's the how. Now, now, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. It, it was the accountability of, I'm not going to show up to class next week without that done. I'm just uh, I, not doing it. Uh-huh. I think there's something to that, you guys. That private coaching is great too, but group coaching 
is my goodness, you guys, this is life at home with the business and my dogs are barking and the phone's ringing. So I'm sorry for those of you listening, but yeah, it's, it's when, you know, you're coming to a group and you know, I'm going to ask you today in our group. So Nola, tell me what's been happening, what you do in the last week. And particularly you guys, I know that most people need this. I, my daughter's grown and I only have one. So I'm not like Nola with four kids, but life gets in the way. I mean, I take care of family members and I'm involved in my church too. And there's always something that can be more important than doing the next step in your business, especially when it doesn't seem very fruitful, what you're doing in your business or fun. Yeah. Like writing the email that you think nobody read anyway. It's like, you can easily say, well, I should go do something else good, or I should do this for my kids. Or, you know, I find myself on Amazon is what I find myself doing. So I just want to say that you never know. It could be, you could have an email list of 10 people and it only takes one person to open the email and say, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to Nola about her coaching. I think we think we have to have a big following. We have to have a big list. We have to big, you just have to start with what you have. And you've done a great job of that. Yeah, it's been great. And every week I've been fortunate because someone else, a friend of a friend, you know, can you add this person? So yeah. the list has organically kind of grown. I have to say the email also was a great way for me to start because it disarmed people that I wasn't trying to sell them. I wasn't trying to, you know, get them to jump on board. I was trying to offer something truly from my heart that I wanted to share. And if all of my email lists never, you know, decided to do coaching, but it helps one person, then that's, that was kind of my goal. Get myself out there, get people understanding what I'm doing. If they want to refer me or they want to jump into coaching, that's great. But I really wanted I wanted my message out because I think it's important. I think it's important to help, not just because I'm going to get a financial benefit, but to help. That's why I got into coaching. I think if I had received this email 10 years ago, I think it would have made a huge difference in my life. Mm, That's so good. And listen, I'm telling you, I have this belief that when you put out good in the world, it's going to come back to you times who knows how many. So there's, there's plenty of people. You don't have to arm twist to get people to buy from you. You can take care of people and serve people. And we've said it. You've heard everybody say it. You can give away all the secrets and people still need help. Yeah. They still want to talk to you. They still need somebody to help them through whatever it is they're going through. Well, you're a prime example. Like, I, you know, the things that you've told me, some of them have been new and novel, but not everything. Yeah. When you say make an email, I could have thought of making an email, but the way you delivered it for me, the way you disarmed it for me, the way you kind of helped me instruct me how to do it. All of those things got me moving, you know, an email is not new and novel, but the how of how to do the new yeah. the, the email was. So it, that's exactly right. Did I have to have help? I uh, maybe not, but would I be where I am? Absolutely not. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. So is there anything else that you want to share about your business, about your clients? I know we're going to link up how people can get in touch with you in the show notes, but is there anything else that you could leave that would be inspiration for another coach building a business or anything else you want to add today? Yeah, I guess my biggest word of wisdom is, is fear not, truly fear not. fear not, because the fear that you have of building is what's actually holding you back from building. And what's the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work. Okay. Not everything in life is going to work and it's okay. You know, we step into, especially with my clients, 
and I share this often is we step into motherhood with absolutely no clue that it's going to work, that it's going to be successful, that we're going to be a good mom, that we know how most of us don't know how. When we get pregnant, we have zero clue of how to be pregnant. We have zero clue of how to feed a child and nurse a child, whatever we decided to do. We have no, we have no clue every step of their lives, how to do this unless we have others, but our first one, there's always a first and we have no idea. And the business is the same way. It doesn't matter if you know how just step in and get going because this child being your business will grow too. And you'll figure it out along the way. And you're going to make mistakes. And just like a child, you're going to screw them up for a little while. And then you're going to write the ship and figure it out. Your business is the same thing. It's no different than raising a child. And if you're a mom, you've done this. You know you know how many times you screw up before you get it right. And you know how many mistakes your kids are going to make before they learn the, you know, the way to. And they finally go to college. <laughs> like you've made it all the way through from, I just need to teach them how to talk, to write, to whatever, and now they're at college. Same with the business. That's a great analogy. I've been using the analogy recently since I'm on a health and fitness journey that it's the same way as that too. And if you guys have listened to the podcast, you heard me talk about that. You know, you get on the scale the first week and you expect some big result Just like it is when you do one email or one post or you put your website up, you expect some big result. The same way that you're talking about with the mother, you you think it's things are going to turn out perfect and they just don't. There's a lot of ups and downs in that. So it's like potty training, right? How many times you're over and over and over and over again doing the same thing, thinking they should have it by now, but they don't. And they have accidents. Things go south, you know, in lots of different situations, but eventually they figure it out. And so will you in a business. Yeah. Uh, One thing I want to mention, and hopefully it's okay to talk about this, but uh, Nola is a contractor at the Life Coach School, which is so, so exciting because many, 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 practically everybody I talk to would like to be a contractor at the Life Coach School. And I just want to say, without hopefully sharing too much, that it takes a lot, the the interview process and the coaching process, and even that, talk about growth. I Not just what I've heard from you, but from all of the other women that I've had calls with. When you talk about in your business, the challenges and the growth that you've had to have, just the growth of going to work for another coach and what you've had to do to get there is just a serious accomplishment too. So congratulations on that. That was not easy to do. So kudos to you on that. Last question. Tell me what has been the biggest, like if you could say one highlight, I always ask my daughter at the end of the day when I would pick her up from school and I still do this regularly when I see her, when we do something together, I'll say, tell me what was your high and what was your low of the day? That was always the way we got in the carpool lane and said, So tell me, what was your high? Can you come up with one thing since you've become a coach and maybe what was your low? Both directions, if you don't mind sharing that and then we'll wrap it up. So I'm going to give you the low first because I like to finish on the high. Yeah, Uh, okay. (laughs) So the low is probably, I had two consults. I had lots and lots of things going on. Actually, it wasn't a consult. It was just a, I had to reply. I essentially took too long to get back to people. I, you know, I had lots of things going on at home. I had to get kids where they wanted to be. And then I sat down at my desk at like one o'clock and replied. And both of the people said, I wish I'd gotten this earlier. I've hired someone else. And that was such a soul crushing, like, oh, because both the people said, 
I absolutely would have hired you over who I hired just by the response that you gave me. So that was such a, a, like a bell ring for me of my family is always going to be my priority without a doubt. And I don't want to change that. I like that reason, but I could have found time to respond to these people. I knew that I needed to, it was in my head. It was actually even on my calendar and I didn't honor my calendar. I instead, you know, got my shower and took my time doing what I needed to do instead of doing that first. So that was a major like, "Mm," that I should have. And, you know, I can should myself all day long, which really isn't helpful because shoulds just could with shame, but you yeah. learned something. I mean, you learned, learned something about that. Yeah. I learned a lot from mm-hmm. that, how to honor my calendar and how to prioritize better. And my family still was my priority, but I definitely could have gotten that checked off my list instead of having it hang on my head all morning and then come back to it. So that is wait, I want to interrupt here and just say, for all of you guys, I think that it's important to notice those people were ready to hire a coach on the spot. I think everybody experiences that, including me. I will have people that tell me that they got on my calendar and they were looking for coaches and I had the first spot available. And so they got me and they hired me. And so I'm not saying that you should work 24 seven or any of that. But what Nola's saying is important. Those people were ready to hire a coach and she was a couple hours late. It didn't have to be on the spot. I don't know what the timing was, but just worth you guys that are listening to make note of that, that when somebody is ready, they're ready. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it was, it was definitely my error without a doubt. That was probably my, my low and my high for certain was a client came to me with lots of different things going on. My highs are definitely going to my clients that the results that they've gotten, there's been several, but one in particular was a challenging mother-daughter relationship. And it had been like that for as long as either could remember. And they are now in such a wonderful place and she just got pregnant and there's, there's so much harmony and love going on there. And that was, that is, and they're still in contact with me today. So that's really heartwarming. They reached out to say like, Hey, I just, you know, was pregnant. Like it's just been, it's been a, it's been a very nice journey to witness with them to like really take what was very badly broken and help them find their way through that. Okay. I have goosebumps over that. I don't know if I want to cry or get goose. I really, that's so sweet because this is the thing. Nola, I'm sure is already holding on to that. But for all of you guys listening, you just hold on to one moment like that when you don't want to do the next hard thing in your business, when you don't want to be that person who follows up again with somebody who reaches back out to somebody and says, Hey, I'm thinking about you or, Hey, I can help you. You don't want to be, you know, in your mind convincing or sleazy or pushy, all that, all of that is how you end up changing people's lives like this. She didn't just change the life between that mother and the daughter. Now there's a grandchild coming in and it's like generations of people that could be changed because of the work that Nola did. So, oh, so, so good. Thank you for sharing the work they did. It's the yeah, but you were the guide. You were the guide. Yes. I really try hard to make sure that I, I'm not taking credit for my client's success because truly it is their hard work because they could have opted yeah. not to do the work. They worked really, really, really hard and they had amazing results. It is my blessing to be able to be, you know, a witness to it and to be the guide. I like that term. Yeah. Be the guide. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, thank you so, so much. So I know that if you are a mother who's trying to find out what's next for you, then I think you guys should connect with Nola and I'll leave a link to her website. You guys can get on her email. She does very thoughtful emails with lots of really good stuff in them. Is there anything else you want people to know about where to connect with you or what's next for you? If you're a mom specifically, a woman or a mom specifically struggling with your kids or or where you are today and where you want to be tomorrow, it doesn't have to be as hard as we all make it. It really doesn't. So you know, reach out, even if you're not looking for coaching, just reach out and get on my email list and something might resonate with you that can help even just a little bit from day to day. Life can bear, you know, wear us down pretty quickly. But if we learn to manage our mind around it, it's, it's, you know, we have this one precious, beautiful life. What do you want it to look like? And are you choosing it or is it just happening to you? I think that's, you know, really pointed thing that if we can learn to choose our life instead of thinking that we're a victim of it, or just floating through it, life seems so much different and so much richer. Okay. On that note, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Nola, thank you. First of all, for the privilege of helping you with your business. It's such an honor and for doing the work to be able to get your business built and for all that you're doing for the women and families that you're helping. So you guys have an amazing day. Thank you. If you are interested, anybody in talking about how to grow your business and you just want to have a conversation about how I might be able to help you, doesn't really matter what stage you're at in your business, whether you're a beginner, whether you're further along and you're just stuck and overwhelmed. Let's just have a talk about that and see how I might be able to help you with your business. All right, Nola, thank you so much. Everybody else have an amazing week. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, my friends, are you ready to get more clients? Let's go do it. Have an amazing week. And if you guys want that business assessment, I want to help you with your business. DebbieShadow.com forward slash let's chat L-E-T-S-C-H-A-T for a free business assessment. Until next time, bye-bye.